culture collides with hip hop. Tell them it one more time. Some hip hop shit. The strength of a Jedi in the code that we live. Welcome to on some hip hop shit. Mace, Mace, Diggy, digging in the crates. <laughs> got us all here. He got jokes tonight. Our engineer, producer, Mason. What? Uh, host of Anime Attic. I'm here to the left with JG, Self Uno, the homie. Speak. Greetings. Greetings and salutations. He's got radio. He's got radio down pat. If this art shit don't work out, if the <laughs> these <laughs> dusty right. fingers, you know, don't yeah. catch on, yeah. I'll be talking about cooking mm-hmm. and relationships. <laughs> yeah, that's what we said. Yeah. That's what we said. If Kano didn't show up, we we're gonna be doing a relationship, <laughs> a relationship spot. <laughs> we're gonna dig down deep this week. <laughs> Took mad long for everyone to park. Uh, Hollywood is lit up. We're at hectic. sunset. It's hectic outside. Yeah. yeah. Meltdown is the epicenter of uh, Hollywood madness tonight. Uh, it's the Meltdown with Jonah and Kumel taping, I guess, next door. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Meltdown. Um, come get in line. Get get Come for the taping. It's pretty dope. Um, if you don't know Jonah and Kumel, they got a show on uh, Comedy Central. So um, And it's called The Meltdown. That's where we're at. But this is on some hip hop shit. That's right. Yes, so it we is. got with us a very special guest. I'm gonna let Josh. I'm gonna let you do the intro. You go ahead and bring in our guest tonight. Well, our guest is uh, hailing from Queensbridge, mm. Left Rack, uh, Left Rack City. Okay, yeah. Left Rack City. Left Rack City. Um, went to uh, art and design. That's right. Uh, in the mid '90s. Yeah. Yep. Yep, 91 through 95. Graduated in 1995. His name's Kano Kid. Good years, good years. Kano, Kano yes. in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, so. uh, animation, professional, design, head. Toy designer. Toy, vinyl, vinyl designer. Yeah. Uh, painter, muralist, dad. <laughs> baby maker, a- baby yeah. maker, and and currently um, Southern California resident since yeah. since uh, since 2010 now. 2010. Wow. Time flies. Okay, yeah. Dope. All right. So well, yeah. been out here for a hot minute. Welcome. Yep. Welcome. 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 Yeah. Thank you. Talk to tell talk to the people. They they all they all here like we've seen Kano's art. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now like so basically I moved out here in 2010 and mm-hmm. just kind of started working in the animation industry which i had already been working at in new york since like 98 99 so um i just kind of came out to the west coast to see how the industry works and uh 
to work with other artists and different shows and just get a different experience. Uh, ideally, I guess at some point in life, I'd like to go back and like maybe uh, teach an animation course where oh. I'm teaching the hustle on the New York side and on the West Coast, like East Coast and West Coast, because it's two different uh, sort of training uh styles that you kind of yeah, need to we, know we, we need to start a program <clears throat> we need to start a program like you just said it um it's interesting one of the great uh cinematographers at of our time uh vilmos zygman mm. um was part of a cinematography school um most recently and uh, he just passed away. He shot uh, Close Encounters okay. uh, for Spielberg. He shot uh, several movies for Robert Altman. Um, nice. He, he just had a very original eye. He brought in some of the tech uh, techniques from Douglas Turnbull that were pretty much used from Close Encounters through Star oh. Wars, you know, and... Yeah. And set the set really the bar for that. He taught. He didn't, you know, need to teach. But I thought it was really cool. Yeah, it's actually. Um, I you know, whenever I get an opportunity to talk to like kids in my old high school, whenever I'm back in town, I always make sure I have. Uh, I put it into the schedule. Mm -hmm. You know, because it's just one of those things where like uh, my high school in Manhattan was a. Uh, it's like a. Um, it's almost like an art school for like the boroughs, mm. right? So a is lot of where, is that where Nicki Minaj went to school? Is, is I'm not right? sure. I don't okay. really follow her career like that. <laughs> but Mob Deep went there. Fabulous. Um, oh, you know, nice. um, what's his name? Um, Pharrell Monch. So uh -huh. a lot of great um, subway graffiti artists. Oh yeah, in the '80s it was the dude. But when Nicki started, Nicki oh. was fucking raw. Okay, yeah. don't. When she started, yeah. <laughs> there was a pre-Barbie Nicki Minaj. I wasn't I following. I feel like I you, were, you weren't in New York no, at that time? I was in New York at that time, but I wasn't listening to that. I was already uh -huh. on yeah. my art grind, man. Like, mm -hmm. there was already... I needed other things to worry about. <laughs> I wasn't reading the Source magazine anymore, dude. Like, you know, I was just really kind of trying to make it happen for myself. And, uh, yeah, so, like, anyway... Well like, done. Check out the website, kanokid.com. Yeah. Really really beautiful oh um, thanks man i appreciate it display of your work as well as work um, so on the site so so you go back you reach out to the yeah for students fortunately i know one of the instructors there is a friend of mine now so i always go out there and i kind of just like i just want to show them that like i mean i still pretty much like dress like i could go to high school pretty much right so it's, i think it's important to them to just see someone not to see someone who would like like use the artwork to just uh, make a career for themselves but just see someone who could like you know came from that school mm -hmm. or just you know it doesn't necessarily have to be like um like a direct reflection of them you know it's a very mixed school there's like white spanish black kids there it's all over the place so i'm kind of like a hybrid of a lot of things you know i'm like you know, I look Asian, but my household is Hispanic. I grew up in a black neighborhood. My wife is white. My kids are half white. I have Asian, I have Japanese nephews. You know, so it's one of those things where, like, I'm a mashup. So I feel like I want to talk to all these kids. And because the, the, the fact of the matter is that, that sometimes that art education ends with that high school. Yeah, right. And nobody moves on to anything else. Right. So it's kind of, I, even if I could sit down in a room of like parents 
for those art students and try to explain to them what their kid is getting into, what could happen, like what the hustle is like and what a what kind of career they could have. Like I'd even want I'm even down to like educate the parents on that cuz a lot of parents don't know. In a lot of ways it's uh it seems like that's the group that needs to be educated yeah. to it because it's such a foreign type of uh pursuit or lifestyle to so many people and especially yeah. you know working parents and people who are just trying to get their kids into school and you know like through it yeah you know they, they can't imagine you being an artist they don't really know yeah how difficult that is or they do know how difficult it is and they think it's impossible and they yeah. want to discourage you from doing it even you know yeah, nope probably yeah so many people will probably you know fall into that gap yeah of having the interest and the talent and then but also seeing the way and that's what's great yeah. about you know as much negative things that we have coming from now are massive information overload you know it's also the positive things like yeah. now more than ever kids have the opportunity to see that even if you were to do your class yeah you know Right. Well, they could follow three thousand miles follow. away. You know, some yeah. kid in in Amsterdam could see what you're doing in yeah. Queens and Lefrak, You know, and also have an experience. You know, so yeah. it's, uh, it's 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 dope that you got a chance to stop by with us today. I wanted to ask you what yeah. was the hip hop you grew up on? Like, what was Oh, man, like, I grew up on, of course, like, everything that came out of Queens. Right. Like, I mean, there's a reason why people from Queens, from New York, think they're the shit. I mean, like, <laughs> because it felt like the world was revolving around us growing right. up. Right. Like, everything was from New York. Like, mm -hmm. and if, like, if you left New York, everything was whack. That's just how the mindset is. So, in my neighborhood, particularly, like, you know, whenever Nas dropped something, it was like the summer anthem. Mm -hmm. It's what... Do you, you remember know, Live at the Barbecue? Still? I do, I do. Tell, um, where were you when Live at the Barbecue? I was like, I was, <laughs> I was in junior high school when that came out. Mm -hmm. So I remember that because I was kind of like, you know, I was into third base and all that stuff mm -hmm. at that at that age mm -hmm. at that time. Mm -hmm. And I remember like, like, I would listen to third base all the time, right? Mm -hmm. And um, because they had this song called Brooklyn Queens, mm -hmm. right? And in my mind, I hadn't seen the video. I just thought it was rapping Brooklyn and Queens, but it wasn't. It was right. like. <laughs> I'm looking for Brooklyn. Queens from Brooklyn. I'm yeah. looking for the Brooklyn. Yeah. Right. And in Queens, there was this thing called Brooklyn Queens Day at mm -hmm. a park. So I always thought that was the anthem for it. But then I saw the video. I was like, oh, they talk about Queens from mm -hmm. Brooklyn. I was like, all right. But, um, but to yeah, so back on. <laughs> it's crazy because, like, you know, hip-hop was everywhere in my life, you know, because um, uh, in my junior high school, I, this was sort of a rumor. I don't know if it was true because I never really knew how um, knew the guy's face too much. But in the school cafeteria, you know, like when you're in junior high school and there's like that table where you dump your um, the trash can where you dump your lunch that's not finished and have those two buckets there that you dump the remaining of your milk. Mm, whatever. Uh, yeah. The dude that was the guy in charge of that was like DJ Polo and everybody would call him Polo. And I'd be like, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know if that's him. <laughs> but, <laughs> it was but, him, like, right. The, the, um, the rumor was that it was him. He had a big gold chain. And he's just like you think he would be, like, a rapper dude working in a school. Yeah, probably has the <clears throat> benefits. Yeah, maybe, you know, back <laughs> rapping, then. Rapping didn't have the same benefits being a city worker, you know. Yeah, in New I York, so. in, Yeah, in New York City, like, the city workers have found a way to carve out a life from himself yeah. is that was that your community like people who are 
working in the city or what was it i mean uh, what was your yeah, particular community my like? community was kind of just like straight up like left rack city is a big building complex like mm. it's, it's huge so it's like a maze and it was all mixed in there so you know it was the kind of place where like you'd see kenny anderson walking around mm. or like you know at that time he was like my same age but uh nori lived in the same neighborhood right mm -hmm. and he was just like that's one dude that I was never really cool with him, but, like, right. I couldn't be prouder of that guy because he's just, like, I know he was a crazy fucking kid, <laughs> you know? And so um, so to see that dude on TV, uh -huh. like, I, I, I'm fortunate enough to know some dudes that were rapping and made it. And then when you saw him on TV, it was like, damn, that's, like, that's, I don't rap, yeah. but I found that inspiring to, like, do whatever sure. I wanted to do, you know? So yeah. there was always that kind of uh, situation. But then, like... There are all kinds of people who, you know, it was a weird place because Left Rack had people who had, like, real blue-collar jobs. And then you would see, like, really nice cars and people dressed in, you know, suits. Yeah. And then you'd see a lot of drug dealers. Like, mm. drug dealing was big in my neighborhood in the 80s. Sure. So, yeah. um... Wow, 80s and 90s, I'm sure. Yeah, 80s was big on, like, I guess I remember, like, crack because we were learning about it in school and everything. Like, there were... It was, like, an epidemic. So, I learned all about that stuff early. And then, like... In the 90s, was more about just wilding out. Mm. I just remember it was about, <laughs> like, straight-up Herbin kids. Like, if, like, I get, you know, Herbin means, like, you know, taking stuff from you, right? Mm -hmm. So it was all about that. It right. was all about just testing your limits to what you could get away with. And for me, graffiti was part of that. Mm. It was in the same category as going to the store and seeing how much stuff I could, like, steal and sell in school. Yeah. It was all part of, like, getting over, right. whether it be a tag, stealing a, a a box of, like, charm pops and selling them in school. <laughs> like, it was, all, it was all about that, like, just getting over. And it wasn't, you know, I had the money to buy some of those things. Mm -hmm. It was just a high of, like, getting over. And hey, that's... What, what is that? What is that, self uno? <clears throat> <laughs> what is that? What is that? <laughs> thing of graffiti artists you know just like you know the it's rush, not necessarily a criminal it's not necessarily a criminal thing but there is a um there is that you know it, you're gonna push boundaries you're pushing boundaries yeah. that are not you know definitely when you're in high school you know that you go to jail for yeah shit, yeah you know what i mean but like, you're not thinking yeah. about that but right. back then i like you're not going to jail for it, and you're like no one is handing you money to do it. It's no, not like dealing never. drugs or anything. You know what I mean? No, it's not no. like risk taking. Yeah, that, that yeah. other kind yeah. of risk taking. It was or, just or strong like, arm robbery. <laughs> you know, it was, just, <laughs> it was just like petty, like hooligan shit that yeah. you were just into. Right. And you know, you know, a skateboard was your vehicle, and you went from place Did to you place. Have any, you have any close calls, like? I had a couple of close calls. I mean, every like whenever I got into beefs or fights mm -hmm. or uh, something like that on the train, it was always because I was cutting school. Yeah, always. Mm -hmm. I was at the wrong place at the wrong time, and yeah, I had a I had a bunch of stuff that happened, and it was always because I didn't go to school because I was just kind of like that's the shit that bugs know. me out. Like just not growing up in Left Rack City, growing up in fucking Santa Monica, mm -hmm. Malibu, you know, and Venice, and actually a little bit in New York cause yeah. when we lived on the Upper East Side for yeah. like six, 12 months when my dad was making a movie. Mm -hmm. I've had guns pulled on me like multiple times. Mm -hmm. Like from wrong place, wrong time situations. Yeah. Like, do you ever think, like, what was that moment, like, if I wasn't here, like, I wouldn't be here? 
I wouldn't um, be here if that had gone left. I don't think of it in that manner at all. But, I mean, things definitely went down. Uh, I never think about it in that because I, I don't know. Like, I, I just I've, I consider myself a very lucky person. Right. I've always been, like, at the same, like, those bad things happened to me because I was in a bad place at the wrong time, right? Right. But I've also... Also, I've also been at the right place at the right time way m- more. Yeah, right. So right. way more. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. Way yeah, more. Yeah, so you're like, here, you're, so you're you know what I mean? Representing Burbank, you know. So in a way, I, yeah. never, I never think of like, yeah. you know, if anything, I feel like I got a guardian angel that's just like, sure, like sure. moving things out of the way. Because yeah. I'm like, when I think about it, I'm right. like, certain things, if I tried to plan for them to happen, they wouldn't have happened. But they sort of just happened by osmosis because, I don't know. You know what I mean? So like. Yeah. I don't really think of. You know, it's crazy. I was, I was, I was here. Chase, we're talking last week. I don't know if you, um, you heard that pod, but he, we were talking about Philando Castile mm-hmm. and the videos um, from the police murders yeah. over the past couple of weeks, and he said, you know, that have been caught on video, and. Um, I told him I didn't watch. I didn't watch the video, right. you know. And the last video that I watched of like a black man or anyone losing their life to mm-hmm. police, you know, for no good reason, was Eric Garner. Okay, getting yeah. choked out. Yeah. For no reason. And that I was like, I don't need to see anything else. I hear you. You know what I mean? I like this you. is not on the faces of death shit for me, right? Because this is something that yeah. I don't need implanted on my brain. You know? Yeah. For all like I I saw it. I get it. You yeah. know? And now it's you know what 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 comes up for you? What comes up for me is uh connected to like why you don't want to watch the video and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last thing I saw particularly was some dude getting his head cut off. Like it was like on the internet. It was like the whole, um, the terrorist dudes. I yeah. forgot that like Al Qaeda. It was like 2005 oh, or six. Well, okay. And like, it was some dude that they had like, you know, oh, they got, he was like a reporter. Yeah. Or I think he was a soldier or something. Oh, okay. And it was just like, I clicked it. I watched the whole thing. And I couldn't stop thinking about it for like two days. And I was like, you know, that's the last time I'm watching anything like that. Because mm. it really. So I think those things are important to watch sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's but what I Chase re- was saying. That's what he was saying to me. He's like, watch that. I watch that. No, I, no, 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 no. I, you, you need to do and, and watch it over and over and over again. I'm yeah, like, but listen, buddy. Like, I, I yeah. think I did hear that part of the podcast. And everybody right. has a right to feel that way, yeah. right? But mm-hmm. I'm the kind of person that. Um, there's a lot of aspects to like just you know being an artist being a parent so like if i'm watching that video a lot of times yeah. and it's just making me mad right. and pissing me off oh, yeah. then i have nothing but negativity to put out mm-hmm. and i'm trying to be in a good place when i see my kids when i go Especially. to work yes. when i'm at my yeah. studio um it's the only positive thing that i could put back into the world that makes a little bit of a difference instead of just being like Watch this shit. Get mad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get mad and post it and repost it. I'm like, you. I feel like you're just kind of circulating the hate right now. I mean, it's important to know that it's happening. Yeah. For sure. And I don't think you can ignore it unless you choose to, right? Sure. Um. But uh, 
you know, I think it's a crazy time right now. Yeah. At the same time, I can't be like, fuck the police because I got cops in my family, right? right? I got a couple of cops in my family. I, co- I got a couple of veterans. I got a couple of people who, you know, who have been in jail. So it's like we all seem to get along. So there is a way to get along, right? Some of us have guns, whether it's legal or not. And some of us don't, and we're not pulling them out on each other. You know what I mean? And we're, I have a very uh, multi-race family. So, you know, it's like, kind of like I just... um. I don't feel like you have to take a side. Right. There's a situation. way to hate the violence and not hate the groups, period. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like from, from both sides. It's like yeah. don't hate on an entire group for the actions of a couple of people. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, turn around and say, oh, no, but this guy was just one of the bad, you know, cops or some shit or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? But prosecute and remove those guys and let the good officers and the real reason why you should like the police be the police you know yeah. I mean? there was, if they yeah. just continue yeah. a system of giving every dude a pass and that that's and, the bad was, part and, and but yeah. that's why people are mad there was Honestly, never a, at the end of the a, day. a time where i felt like the younger generation you know like the generation after us would come and have more racial strife you know than pretty much we had you know i don't think that they do i think that i think that in a lot of ways the fact that we have social media in our pocket 24 hours a day makes it more visible each one of these things because we had so many terrible things happen when we were kids and i don't have like a full list but i can think of howard beach and i can think of yeah you know eleanor bumpers and i could think of like uh you know Michael Stewart and like all this other stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, but I where, think it's the extremes of everybody's culture. You know, like the extremes um, are now more entrenched. Like we didn't have like what is now passing for fucking hip hop. You know what I mean? Bro- yeah. Blo- broadcast around all the time. Like this shit is different. You know what I mean? Like it's Very dumb, different. stupid, fucking. You know music mumbling on the radio like 24 7 to the younger generation and they're dumber in some ways in some ways you know they're more adept at things and there's so much of a channel open but so much bullshit is being pushed through through all the channels i mean how did you how did you find your way towards like an aesthetic you know that got you to Burbank. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I mean Hollywood, my, which is real. The real Hollywood is Burbank. Oh yeah, that's you know, where that's the that's working part of made. the industry. Cartoon Network is there. Warner's is there. Um, Nickelodeon. Yeah. Um, how many? How many of those places? NBC. Have you, have you worked at? Yeah, I've worked at a couple. A lot of them actually, in some way or another, mm-hmm. I've worked at almost every one. Yeah, like Nickelodeon, I worked at in New York. Uh, Cartoon Network, I was freelancing for them for a while. WB is the one that I'm mostly in-house. Uh, Hasbro, I jump in there for a little bit. I was in there. And Disney, like my wife works at Disney, and I do freelance for them every now and then. So aside from those studios, like, you know. <laughs> What's little left? A little bit of everything. There's a couple of toy companies, <laughs> yeah. like Spin Masters, that I do some freelance That's for. Great. So you a probably little, don't have to jump on the freeway a lot either. I don't. Like, I made or, sure that. Yeah. Like, uh, when I moved to California, I made sure that... If there's no milk in the fridge, I can walk to get some milk. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just, 
I'm just too much of a New Yorker. Yeah, you were in New York for a long time. My whole life, there. man. Yeah, yeah. You know, I never right, thought I'd... To be out here, you know, six I, six years, yeah. that's that's pretty fresh. That's cool. I did a similar thing mm. when I moved here. Yeah. I've always lived in a neighborhood where I could just go walk to yeah. go get some essential things or whatever I didn't have to get in my car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Me and my wife still I'll, shop for groceries like we live in New York. Like... We got two kids, but we just buy like one quart of milk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it runs out, we're like, "Oh, we gotta yeah. go get another." You're one. always going to the store. Yeah, constantly. Uh, right. That that would be a great way to live. You know, that's the market versus the supermarket. It's know? also one of those things that people. It's the one thing that everyone complains about. What did y'all have LA? in Queens? Y'all had Sea Town or yeah, <laughs> which we had, had it. we had well Sea Town's old school. C-T- yeah. So Sea Town kind of turned into we had Sea Town Associated. Uh, uh, those kind of turned into like uh-huh. the the new one in Queens, not new, but like the one that's everywhere is like uh Food Bazaar. That's everywhere. We used to have uh-huh. a met across the street that was like mad old school, but that's pretty much it. You know, we're talking about uh, New York and New York City grocery stores, <laughs> supermarkets, like ketchup, <laughs> supermarkets, supermarkets. Was it at the base of the building? Was it like right? They're not right supermarkets. The base of the building, but across the street, yeah. little markets. Did you have yeah. like the cleaners and all the other shit right at the base of the building? Yeah, yeah. So what, so what kind of food you grew up? You said you grew up your hand, your household was Spanish. I mean, are you pasteles? No, like not pasteles, but we could have had pasteles because yeah. um, that's something that uh, this late, you know, every building has a Puerto Rican lady that sells them. <laughs> so like that's how my building was. We had mm-hmm. a Puerto Rican lady on the floor that made pasteles. We had my friend's mom that made all the Dominican cakes for anybody's birthdays mm-hmm. and uh, chicharrón so, sin hueso. yeah yeah so like yes i grew up on you know my parents are uh from ecuador so i grew up on ecuadorian food uh my grandfather was chinese that's why i look asian and um but yeah it was aside from that chicken and broccoli pizza (laughs) beef and broccoli broccoli. (laughs) you know tuna fish sandwiches all that kind but it was you know in the house is my mom cooked like you know would be uh ecuadorian cuisine is sort of like colombian food Okay. So it's that kind of food. Okay, nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, a lot of uh, sazon. You I got. I got to. I got to try some of that. Um, because Ecuador, there was a big Japanese influence in Peru yeah. and as well as Ecuador. Yeah, my not. I don't know about Japanese, but my father's from like uh, the the Chinatown in Ecuador. Okay. Like Chinese. everybody, you know, mm-hmm. if you go to Corona in New York, you'll go into restaurants, Chinese takeout restaurants where they pe- where they speak uh, like perfect Spanish. So that's wow. kind of like oh, the cloth. That's kind. Wow. That's kind of the cloth and that I'm. E- cut wait, from. say that again. You gotta say that yeah. again. And, so and like, in Ecuador. So in Ecuador, there's a Chinatown where I feel like everywhere in the world there's sort of a Chinatown now. But right. this was like you know, my pops was in his seventies. So back then he's from like that Chinatown neighborhood. Mm-hmm. His father was Cantonese and he moved there and they kind of set up shop. So uh, that's um, you know that's why there's a population of ecuadorians mm. that look straight up chinese yeah. and they speak wow. perfect spanish mm. yeah and do they still speak uh mandarin or Cantonese? nah that kind of yeah. gets fizzled out okay like my grandfather passed away when my dad was like really young so that mm. we didn't never see that other side of the culture so i okay. we never learned that got it you know no, that's so you speak spanish also yeah fluent. Okay, that's so yep. that's, are you teaching it to your kids Hell no. Try. <laughs> Hell no. I'm not good at that. Like, you know, yeah, it's it's yeah, one yeah. of those things where, like, I don't know how to write Spanish fluidly. Sure. And I don't know how to read it fast. I know how to talk it. Yeah. And, you know, but um, right. I just haven't. Uh, who's got the time? Like, I don't yeah. speak it at home because mm-hmm. my wife doesn't speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know. 
So yeah, it kind of, it kind of yeah. just gets lost a little bit. Yeah, that's cool. But like, it's weird because like, I know Hispanics and Latinos have mm-hmm. this huge thing with passing down their um, kind of like tradition and their heritage. Yeah. But like, I the only heritage that I sort of relate to is is New York. Like that's I feel like that's <laughs> my culture. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? I haven't yes. met that many New Yorkers who. Are are as fresh out here, you know, yeah. but yet established. You know what I mean? As as mm. yourself, you self has been here for almost twenty well, twenty here, years. Yeah. What been you've here. been here as long as you were a New Yorker? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah I, I I've just, lived here. It never. Half of not my saying life. that it leaves you. It I'm never still leaves a New Yorker. You. Yeah, yeah, but I'm like, like I've you know, never, the New I Yorkers that I know, like. I will lay money that they be back in New York if they came out here. Dude, you know? I'm trying to be back in New York always. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to make it back because life is good here. And, like, yeah. wifey's not trying to go anywhere else. I mean, Callie's been good to us since sure. since I got off the plane. Yeah, exactly. But um, it's one of those things, you know, the reason why I relate to New York mm-hmm. as my culture and my heritage is because, like, from when I was a little kid, my father always kind of set the tone of that. We moved here, and this is where your life began. This is where your book starts, like, yeah. here. This is your life, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, my grandfather died when my, my when my dad was real young. So I don't know anything about that heritage, right? You know, so it all kind of does start here in a way, mm-hmm. you know, for me. So it's like, it's what I relate to, you know. And and when I was growing up, there's Spanish kids in my neighborhood, but I didn't relate to them, yeah. you know. So I didn't roll with Spanish kids. I rolled with black kids in my neighborhood because. It was more accepting of like, cause I don't look Spanish. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I rolled up to Spanish kids, mm-hmm. I look like the Chinese dude trying to be down, and I'm right. like, what? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is what I am. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. it was one of those. That's dope. So I mean, what um, are some of the things that you're doing that you want? I heard you just had a, a show in San yeah. Francisco. Mm-hmm. That that sounds epic. Um, Tell us about that. Yeah, the show was pretty dope. I had the show in San Francisco at the spot called uh, Woot Bear Gallery, which is now kind of like uh, combined with Kid Robot in San Francisco. Mm. So they pretty much just made their retail space like a gallery venue also. So I did a show with them, and that was dope. A lot of people came out, and it was just like a nice experience. Nice. You know, I'm really into like setting up these shows now. Not necessarily, like, thankfully they do good and they sell, right? Mm-hmm. And stuff sells. But if I was just relying on that for a living, I'd kind of be in trouble. So <laughs> Yeah. But yeah. it's the gallery thing is, for me, it's more of a creating an experience. Like, the whole show is, like, actually the art piece for me. Like, getting, like getting a chance to introduce my artwork to people with, like, a soundtrack, a venue, an evening, a drink in your hand. It's something you don't get from the internet, right? Mm-hmm. You don't True. get that from Instagram. Right. So just that experience, kind of that's how I take in art that sticks, you know? I go to a show like that, and I almost have to leave with something. And that's kind of what, what the catch is almost, you know what I mean? You leave mm-hmm. with a piece of art or a toy or something of mine because it was just that dope that you had to leave with. Like, I want you to leave my show and kind of want to pick up your sketchbook when you go home. You don't even have to buy anything, just... I want you. I want it to hit you that hard so that you just you, you start being productive. You know what I mean. So to me, that's a successful show, and it, I felt like that was good. That's awesome. Good. Yeah. No, I'm I'm <coughs> a admirer of the, awesome. your hustle. Awesome. You know oh. what I mean? <laughs> Thanks. Like, uh, because you do work super hard on the animation shit, right? Mm-hmm. And that is 
oh awesome gosh, by itself. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if you did nothing else, it's like animation yeah. professional work that, you know, the cool spots in New York and then, you know, doing your thing. But add on to all the toy customizations and the, your own production of the toys and yeah. the way that you are able to find and find a time and do your own thing and maintain your studio and maintain that grind that nobody is helping you with you know what i mean yeah. it's like there's no there's no wind at your back that's all on you to create yeah. the energy you have to be your own dynamo and engine to make all that stuff happen yeah you know and that kind of shit is awesome you know, I appreciate and that. Yeah. No, hell yeah. No, no it's amazing. Uh, you know, it's really stuff. sick. And like you don't hear it probably often yeah. enough from people that that energy is it does radiate out. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're saying, like you want people to come and you want them to go and experience the thing and and feel that. Yeah. But the whole and and, and I'm sure that it does, you know what I mean? Uh but even without that, it already radiates a lot of that because of of the grind, man. Gotcha. And I just want to say that. I appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it's just one of those things where, like, you know, um, my whole kind of like side hustle thing started like when I was, you know, I worked so hard in college to get into this animation industry. And then I started doing it, and I was just trying to be the best I could be at that. I was trying to pitch around shows and trying to get stuff done at MTV, and I got a show in development. And I was, we were in development for like two years before mm. MTV shut down and then... MTV animation kept coming back and then shutting down. Oh, well, what era were you down. a part of? There? I was in there. This was 2000. Did, you worked with Chris Pranowski, right? Yeah, I knew Chris back then, oh, back okay. when he was on Downtown. Cool, 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 At cool, Downtown. Cool. Now, I right. wanted to let Brandon oh, know about yeah. that. Yeah. We have yeah. a connection with him as well, you know, okay. and with Tip Mouse and, yeah, yeah. and in general. So did you also work with Tip Mouse? No, I did not. Oh, okay. But so I, you worked I, with him at. Yeah, York, I vi- yeah, I visited Chris out here when Titmouse was just like a like a small room mm-hmm. in Hollywood, and it's pretty amazing to they see. They were what on. It is they now. were on Melrose, I think. I don't think it was on Melrose. It was by. It was by. I want to say it was by like Fairfax or something like by the CBS uh-huh. headquarters. Something. It was around there somewhere. But it was tiny, and yeah. it was like in a little building. Okay. And um, so like yeah, around that era, I started. I started at um. You know, I used to go back and forth between the studio called Jumbo Pictures and MTV, and I was around 98, 97. When I first started, I started interning at both. Mm. Then I started working at MTV in 99. So when I was in there, I was just kind of like... And MTV New York was kind of kind of had a little nucleus that was kind of legendary yeah i'm kind of uh, like i'm i'm kind of I mean, like kind a, of I, I i shouldn't even put that qualifier on it it was, it was a it was where so much good stuff was happening in the yeah. world of animation at that time yeah it was that yeah. was the guerrilla warfare of animation over there you know sort it, of yeah, yeah. And, you, and you had dudes like you know you had those like cause and downtown, sub that were in, right. in that in like just what other shows were there? It was downtown. That was downtown. I was on a show called Daria. Uh-huh, Beavis Daria. and Butthead was just finishing up the movie. Was Aeon Flux happening there? Or no, that happened here? out here actually. Out here, yeah, I thought yeah. that might have been. Same guys though. Yeah. They moved. They they just kind of flew out here and worked on productions. Mm-hmm. Celebrity Deathmatch was going on. Right. I worked on a bunch of commercials there, and uh, yeah, stuff like that. That was a golden era. That was like. You had John Chris Falusi out here. You had 
It was a dope era of 2D because it was right before digital stuff. And I can actually say that, like, I was painting cells when I started my career, which Mm -hmm. is crazy. And then, like, there was one computer on the whole floor that everyone just, like, checked their email on every once in a while. Whoever had an email account, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, I was there in that environment, and MTV was the kind of environment that, and this is kind of what I'm a product of, is nobody that worked at MTV Animation was just an animator. Hmm. Like... This guy was a DJ. These guys were graffiti artists. These other dudes were in bands. So, like, four nights out of the week, you'd be going to different, like, gallery openings or, like, a performance at CBGB's. Like, it was always something different. So, knowing all of that and seeing all that fresh out of school, I realized it can't just be about the art. It's got to be about, like, putting something out there of substance and, like, just having some kind of culture to your work, right? So, and about experiences, like all these things I was experiencing for the first time, whether it be like a rock band or whatever, it was all like fresh to me because it was like, wow, this is like, I was also like 21. So everything was Mm -hmm. fucking dope, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's always what I kind of reach for. That's always what I kind of like, I can't just be this. Like Mm -hmm. I can't just, you know. It's bad enough when I think of it that I have to sit at a desk like (laughs) the whole day. So what what is your day like? Yeah, you know, working in the animation, <laughs> you know, we're talking about... So, all right, let me take final. you through my day. Uh, <laughs> my day, uh, I'll, I'll start the whole thing from the beginning, right? <laughs> so I get up early, super early, because my early. son's up, like, uh, my son's up, like, at 5.30, around there, right? So um, usually, like, my wife gets up first, but whatever. <laughs> but anyway, I usually get up, you know, get ready, blah, blah. She, she lets you know about, shout out the wife. <laughs> Big shout out to my wife and all the other art hustle wifeys out there. Boom. But um, so yeah, so you know. Oh, on that note, we're just gonna take a quick pause. We shout out the wife. Talk about Loot Crate. Um, Loot Crate. <laughs> you know, we really can't say enough about Loot Crate because they are, uh, like nerd heaven, right? I say for all your gifts, you just get a Loot Crate. And twenty bucks a month. It's not even twenty bucks. Mason, what is it? Eighteen? It's uh nineteen ninety five. It's twenty bucks a month. <laughs> he said 20. it's nineteen ninety five. It's twenty bucks. It's twenty bucks a month. Yeah. Loot crate like goes in and gives you the best from you know, pop culture, nerd culture. They do theme months. Star Trek Beyond's coming out. Hopefully they do something fucking rad for Star Trek. Um and uh, we're on the cusp of a lot of good shit that you don't want to miss out on. Uh, Suicide Squad. Um, it's good for all those uh, closet nerds that exactly. don't want to go to comic shops. And yes, yes. Are too cool and for it. And when you so. go to Loot Crate, it really helps us out, y'all. Um, O-S-H-H-S-3. Okay, go to LootCrate.com slash O-S-H-H-S-3. Classic brand. No, 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 no. That shit was switched up on me, and that's not slick. He's twirling his hair. He's like an inch away from his iPhone. Okay. Uh, Listen, go to Loot Crate O S H H S. The code is O S H H S 3. Why is it for the address? Why does the code need a 3? Because that's how Mace Diggy does shit. <laughs> this okay. is the third. Yeah, iteration no, 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 no. We that's talked the about the third it, time. Yeah. 
It's like three is the magic number. Okay, I'm going to... in this U.S. I, I guess I'm going to get a subscription to Loot Crate for my wife. Loot Crate I think is I, the bomb, yeah. O-S-H-H-S-3 <laughs> on your code. I'll use the code. And wait, Not is on that, the link. The wait, link that, is lootcrate.com backslash O-S-H-H-S. Am I, <laughs> am I getting a Snitches. discount? Am I getting a discount for using the code? You're getting 20% discount. Mm. Okay. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, you Mason are. Mason is shaking his head. It's no. massive. It's no, massive. Getting $3 off. $3 off? <laughs> $3 off? Look, c- close to 20% off you'll get from using that code. Three bucks off. Sounds right. good. Um, that sounds good. You know what? Yeah, that's on some hip-hop shit. That's what's and up. And go to Loot Crate. A little, little discount. Yo, right? get that get that package. We'll see Here's the stats. The thing. We know the thing. We know that you're listening when you get that package are from Loot Crate. Are the other yeah. codes for the other shows <laughs> like, otherwise, giving me more money? Like, we don't, you know. Huh? Are the other codes for the other shows giving me more money? Oh no, man! This is like we're like <laughs> we got the truck backed up. We like more money, more money, more. Uh, <laughs> we got the truck backed up in this uh, bitch. Right. <laughs> These are yeah. hot items coming out of Loot Crate. Awesome hip hop shit. They're falling off the I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. You get like five to six items. You have to pull for the like safety, twenty the bucks. Security tags that off shit is backing the truck up. You get five to six items for only twenty bucks. What do you? You can't get a t-shirt for 20 bucks That's I no bought a shirt at Meltdown because I killed my t-shirt during the course of a day did you spill something on it I got the half off that shit was almost 20 bucks <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Francisco oh my god yeah shout alright so Francisco. speaking about getting money yes Get money. Tell me about yeah, tell 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 me man. tell me a little bit more about you. So you get up at the crack of dawn. You hear the you hear the sun creeping over the edge. Oh yeah, of of the earth. <laughs> and I'll try. Yeah, <laughs> you hear it slightly sizzling. Do did you? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, okay. is that a good idea yeah. to mix with that? I mean, probably for not. Me, probably for me. not. Hey, <laughs> oh, we never do our sipping on segment this, anymore. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Play, that's a bad idea. Yeah, it's yeah. a bad. Idea. I'm, I'm gonna stick with the. Okay. With the Heineken. Um, but we are sipping on some Mount Gay 1703 Barbados rum. Shout to Riri, sponsor. Uh, sponsor <laughs> of the program, along with Loot Crate. No, Riri knows Mount, Mount Gay runs is Barbados. That how, is that White <laughs> Sand, baby. Is that right? Yeah, that's how we do it. Um, I went up and saw the, uh, the Mount Gay Barbados rum distillery manufacturing. Yeah. It's like a cultural icon to Barbados. It's like our Disneyland. You know what I mean? Oh, they the don't distillery have anything. Is, yeah, the yeah. distillery in, in Barbados. That's man. all they have gotcha. in Barbados? No, it's just the big shit. I mean, I've been to St. Louis, and I went to the Budweiser brewery. <laughs> I did the tour. I'm not kidding. You know what else? You know what they got in Barbados? They had a gift shop they got, they yeah, got, It was dope. Yeah, oh, they did. They have, they got, I got Domino's. They got Rihanna in Barbados. Okay. <laughs> they got White Sand. <laughs> And then um, they got flying fish. Okay, you, you didn't get the crispy bucket hat. Fly, fly, I, you know what? They, I, got they didn't have rum. it in the store. I had one of those <laughs> when I was a kid. Oh my god! So Rihanna moved to Barbados. Is that what you're saying? No, man. Rihanna's from Barbados. She a Barbados. What do you She's think? A she a Barbadian. Had, you thought she was a Trini girl, <laughs> a Trini gal. I've actually She's never. She's not really Trini. I didn't spend any brain cells she on thinking about where she was from. So. The, the girl Bajan, okay, <laughs> with the big forehead. Oh snap! And a tight booty. <laughs> she Bajan. Okay. Just like all the Bajan girl. <laughs> they all have an eight head. Are you telling me. 
Shout out to you, Riri. You did the most. (laughs) 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 Talk about how, like, talk about the, like you were saying, it was interesting, like, how many ethnicities you come from. Yeah. Like, what are the, what does your train look like in terms of the variety of women that you might see wow yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow what is my train yo this is crazy <laughs> what might you see on the train <laughs> wow what's that seven I, are you on the seven i'm on the e the r, e, r. not the seven okay uh f think f. more um think more what you would catch to go to like jamaica uh-huh. jamaica queens that yeah. line J- out to jfk yeah so am i so oh you okay I kind of misunderstood your question a little bit. You mean an actual train, like actual my train subway. ride? All right, I wasn't sure how to answer that. I was like, "Shit, wifey, my list." Who are you trying to run on. through in one day? That's what I thought he was asking. Yo, I was like, "Yo, yeah, so that was, that was, that was <laughs> past the statute of limitations." Yeah, yeah. this is wifey. Book. This is all past past the statute yeah. of limitations. Yeah. So, all right. So, if I'm I mean, if I'm on the train ride home, it's uh, you know, my neighborhood's like a big time Jamaican. Um, Dominican, um, a little bit of Puerto Rican, but mostly Dominican, and kind of mixed with Colombian, uh, a lot of Asian too. Okay. So kind of like, um, yeah, I don't know, a little bit of everything, man. I can't. It's nothing yeah. specific. It's not like out here where you could be like, oh yeah, those are the Armenian dudes mm-hmm, over there, and mm-hmm. it's very like mixed. Yeah, and if you're on the train, I mean, you're on. Everyone's there. Yeah. Everyone's there mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, no, it's very. So you did graffiti on the train? No, not on. I I tagged up a lot on the train on mm-hmm. the insides and stuff. You scratch Just, No, I never did that. I that never. That's hard. I to didn't me. do that like, shit either. I never. You know what? I always kind of like the scratchy thing. Never looked nice to me. Yeah. And like the the stuff that I did like was kind of like. There was like these motion tags on the windows that were kind of like with like acid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, was that what yeah. it was? Edge bath, yeah. yeah. Those were pretty cool because yeah, it was just yeah. it just left you couldn't get rid of it. It just left like a matted, like a tag. milky. Yeah. yeah. So that was dope, and we used to do all all that stuff. I was kind of too young to like do uh, train. That train era was like right before me. Sure. So then I got ca- the fucking titanium. Yeah. No. If anybody did, shit. if anybody did like trains yeah. uh, during the nineties around Queens or whatever, it was just kind of like for the vanity of saying that you did a train. It wasn't because it was going to get around. Mm-hmm. At least they, not in Queens. They were taken out of circulation before they ever ran. Yeah. And cleaned. So in Queens, it was all about trucks, gates, all that. Mm-hmm. You know? No. Yeah. All around the city. I mean, gates. Yeah. yeah. New York City is about gates. Yeah. So. I had I had issues with, like, being committed to graffiti when I was younger because... Like, my first introduction to graffiti was I was in sixth grade, sitting in school, and I used to have, like, these little art battles with this kid, Neil. People don't understand how violent graffiti lifestyle Yo, is. Yo, look at this story. Really Yo, understand. look at this story. Like, isn't that nice? They running around with nah. artists and well, shit. Here, like, well, here's the thing. You know, like, so much. when you're young like that, when you're a kid, every graffiti artist dude gets, a, gets into, like, a little crew, at least in Queens, mm. and everybody gets hard all of a sudden. But I kind of grew up in a tough neighborhood, and I was fighting, like, you know, I had an older brother, so I learned how to fight with my older brother. So mm-hmm. I was always, like, getting into fights. So, but I was into art, right? Mm-hmm. So I was kind of, like, we're drawing. And this kid, Neil, is, like, he pulls out, like, a graffiti piece. He's like, yo, I bet you can't draw that. And I'm like, come on, man. It's fucking bubble letters. Like, that's mm-hmm. easy. I'm over here drawing X-Men and shit. So I was like, all right. I kind of drew it. Mm-hmm. Right. As soon as I get, like, to the middle of drawing it, he calls his boy over. And he's like, yo, this nigga's copying your letters. And the dude grabbed the drawing that I was doing, ripped it up. 
started fighting right there. So fuck this kid <laughs> up. And that was like my introduction to graffiti. Oh so for a God. minute there, I was like, oh, I don't like these dudes. Fuck these dudes. Mm. There's a whole bunch of dudes just walking around like they're hard and like, yeah. you know. Um, so it took me a little bit to kind of go back. I got into graffiti again through skateboarding because like every place, like if we skated a curb, if we if we were grinding a spot and that was our curb, like just yeah. between ourselves, we would just kind of like leave our names on it. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of how I got reintroduced to it again. Cool. That's dope, yeah. man. I mean, it's just, you know, I, I think KRS-One is so dope for, you know. I don't. Oh, shit. The bridge is over. <laughs> the bridge is over. <laughs> bye, bye. The bridge is over. The bridge is over. Yo. Uh, uh, we're, we're that, was the, we're, that was the first thing I heard when I went to the high school of art and design. And dudes were like, where are you from? I was like, Queens. They were like, the bridge is over. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck, man. <laughs> I was like, damn, this shit is... So for a long time, I was like, FKRS. That's the kind of thing that follows yeah. you around a Exactly. Bit. So everyone... I was going to ask York. you that. I was like, were heads still in their feelings about MC Sheehan? No, <laughs> no. I didn't know I didn't know about any of that. Because right. like outside of Queensbridge, we were all like LL Cool J, mm-hmm. Run DMC. You yeah, know? man. Run we DMC. Were... Do you have any Jam Master J stories yeah no i do not okay i got some so, I, so I, many I, people I saw, have jam master j story you know I don't. you just gotta ask that like i don't oh, but i did oh, see i do oh, <laughs> rip. you like, just gotta ask that jam master j you you ask, wait a minute I'm, yeah have you asked every guest that they have hell jam no master he says from queens man <laughs> <laughs> you know if we have we have karen we have <laughs> mrs davis up here you know that i would I'm ask gonna, her that i'm I'd gonna be bring like, the you zoom recorder you got any jam master j stories i'm bringing no. a zoom recorder i'm just gonna keep it in my bag next time i, w- I was introduced Queens. to jmj through <laughs> crush groove which mm. my dad was a director mm. crush groove was his movie yeah and that was classic you stray classic you get like the character of the people from behind the scenes you know i mean there's something that there's is their image and then mm-hmm. there's like who that person is you know, in so how life. was it that it matched? Yeah. Yo, Jam Master J was the center of fucking Run DMC, yeah. man. He 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 controlled that whole flow, and mm. their strong point was their stage show. Yeah, you know, and they were and, dressing like him, right? Because they based their look off of like he, what he was, was a street dude. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He had yeah. you know was connected with the shits. He wasn't yeah. really with the shits, but. You know, he he was he was doing music, but he, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, and and they have more of a middle class, you know, lifestyle. I mean, nothing wrong with that. But yeah. JMJ, a lot of people who were near know that he was a heart of the group because he brought DMC to the group, and DMC after JMJ passed said, "There's no more Run DMC." Yeah, that's it. Crazy, huh? Done. It's done, and 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 I don't think he really, you know. And if for people who don't know, Jam Master J was murdered, mm-hmm. um, unsolved to my knowledge, and left a huge hole because of the person that he was in terms of giving back to Queens, um, his neighborhood, and just inspiring other rappers and behind other MCs. You know. He was associated with 50 Cent, his whole rise, but yeah. a lot of other MCs. Um, and so, 
That's just why I ask. Yeah. Yeah. No. No Jam Master J stories. I okay. Wish. I would love that. That someone should do that. Do you a commission for that? You know, like yeah. do a fucking sick, huge Kano commission. Like <laughs> all the dope. fucking yeah. ad execs listening out there, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go ahead and yeah. you know polish off that checkbook and you know yeah. let's make that happen. That would be dope. Well, we definitely want to uh, connect you with the Universal Hip Hop uh, Museum. Okay. Um, they're doing some really dope things. Adam is closely associated with my co-host, who's now living in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> he's not co-host. He's not co-hosting she, from Switzerland. No, <laughs> no, no. We gotta get him on a Skype though. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I got. I got. Uh, and and so I, and there there's a I think there's there's some good good business and some good connections there they're doing some good stuff and it needs to be magnified you did some movie stuff though you did the fast and the furious thing how'd you yeah i did what's up with that fandango you guys were painting at universal or yeah fandango uh, fandango um started the series called uh tag um and it was like these videos that they were trying to put together of uh like like viral videos of like dudes painting murals based on upcoming films mm. so when furious 7 was coming up i did the first one in the series and i was excited because i like those movies so yeah they're pretty much was like hey we need to knock this out in one day mm. we want to do it at universal city walk mm-hmm. you know i gave them a rate we went back and forth we agreed on it and then we made it happen they had like the little they had their whole film crew and they cut it up and it came out really nice and uh based off of that actually i got a new uh piece a new commission mural that i'm doing at comic-con next week uh next friday for like uh wb and dc so i'll be doing some stuff for those guys so it circled back around to who you already work for yeah but they like (laughs) so one side they were one side know the other side they don't right they don't so the way it goes is like Kano Kid gets a Kano Kid rate, not... Yeah, right, not your rate, yeah, yeah. Right, it's, yes, it's yes, my... Yes. Yeah, not so the it's government a, It's a very different thing. issue yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a different thing. So they found out I work at WB afterwards, and it's the best kind of feeling because that's kind of like something that I built on and I got, you know, and it wasn't through the job. Completely devoid of that. You know? That's great, yeah, Because <clears throat> that's the kind of thing I pride myself and, on. And I think there's probably people who would cheer that on as well. They you should. Know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things from, like, just working Within in... Within your company, right? For my company, yeah. yeah. Now, like, I'm, you know, so, um, so yeah, it's just one of those things that, you know, I, uh, I work in an industry, like, animation industry, which is very, like, everybody works really hard while they're there to get in, and then at the foundation of it, you're kind of trained in school for that industry to be very competitive and to kind of, like... You got to always be drawing and always look at art as like a competition. Mm-hmm. And that kind of mentality for me, I kind of just took in and threw it away because I don't want to look at art like that. I don't want to be only person I want to compete with is myself. Mm-hmm. And I want to set my own. I want to do my own lane. I don't want to. I don't care about who draws the best Spider-Man. You know, I don't care about that hmm. stuff. I just want mm-hmm. I deal with enough of that stuff at work that my own stuff is very much my own. So you're doing you know? design? You're doing design? <coughs> yeah, I'm um, a character designer character at WB. Design. Okay. You know, right now I'm supervising character designs 
on uh, the, on a new series, and that's cool and all. But it's like mm-hmm. I don't like to be the guy who prides myself on that. Like, True. I don't really. That's just like a thing that that generates income for my other projects that I want to do. Yeah. That keeps me off a of Kickstarter for now, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's kind of yeah, just like yeah. keeps me busy. Yeah, I want I want to fund like my own said. projects and yeah. I could do that. You know, Absolutely. guys that I admire that are like mm-hmm. like dudes that I look up to someone like cause could sell like paintings and that'll fund everything else he needs. And he never really has to work on projects that he doesn't want to. Right. Yeah. And that's the ideal situation for any artist. Word. You know, it's like, you know, like someone like Charles Schultz. Right. Mm-hmm. Or Jim Davis. Mm-hmm. Those guys don't need to draw circles around people. They just need to draw their shit. Right. And that's mm-hmm. what all they needed to do. So yeah. I feel like that's overlooked right. in it schools. Is. Like making your own sure. lane is overlooked, you know? Like you said, everyone drives Spider-Man, you know? Dude, it's like you're trained, <laughs> you're trained to be a master artist yeah. so that you can work for Pixar. Not so you can do your own shit. It's like, I, I'm not cool with that. Yeah, You know? And it's kind of like... um I love having a job, and I don't take anything away from. Yeah. People have different goals, but sure. for me, I'm yeah. just kind of like, that's not really my thing. But that's yeah. what I'm saying about why it's so admirable that you create that. It's like you're using your number one. You're working within a medium that you love and enjoy drawing, right? Yeah. And I'm sure that you take satisfaction from creating the character designs and everything else. Yeah. But then also, you know, how tough it is and how shitty it is to be an independent artist and yeah. how broke you would be yeah i do so, both yeah I've, so so using that to generate this real passionate and you know uh personal work that really you know shows off who you are yeah you know uh i mean you do that for yourself but you also create it as a commodity mm-hmm. you know but i think that in a lot of ways all the stuff that you do, you know, commercially for an income, you know, it informs that yeah. and helps main, you know, helps crystallize all those things for you. It's not like, you know, uh, like in your style, you know, like, yeah. like you, you're able to like fine tune your work as the years go on because you just draw all the time. It's like you draw yeah. at work, you draw at home and it's like you just, and, and the kind of stuff that like the, the Warner Brothers, you know, shows and some of the stuff that you've been working on has an angular yeah look to it. Yeah, yeah. your personal art does have an angular kind of feeling. Yeah. it's like, do you feel that that what that you're doing just what they ask you to do, or you're you're putting your own spin on these characters? Like you're yeah. are, you're still adding a lot of yourself into those things. You know? Sometimes, oh well, like at the job, I have to keep things like within the style of a show. If I'm if I didn't design the show from scratch. And it's and to be honest, I kind of don't want to give, you know, people are always saying, like, if you do something, you got to put 110 percent. I don't want to give 100 percent at my job because then I got nothing left for myself. So I, I like I want to go 80. Right. You know? But you're still I mean, you're still doing you. though. Oh, yeah. You know, no, I'm still I'm still down. Dis- it's I'm not still... like you can not draw the way you draw. You I actually I mean? can. I actually oh, can. Work? Yeah. So I you actually... just flip it. And... I, yeah. Like if it's something. To, uh, yeah. I've drawn well, really a lot of different styles, which is why um, my own style of drawing is so like it's, it's something that I focus on. And, and I do like I try to do as good as I can and why it looks very specific because I, it's like my identity, right? And I don't always get to floss my identity. No, not job. at Warner Bros. No, no. Yeah. Well, but that's what I'm oh, saying. You sneak in, but there's elements. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, no. You can't do. 
Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it has to be something you can animate over and over yeah. again. I purposely, when I do my own stuff, I purposely break rules that I follow at work. Right. I have to. Yes. You know. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And on the gram, you you can uh, follow Kano at Kano Kid, K A N O Kid on the gram. Man, it's just dope having you here. Let's, Thanks, man. We we gonna we gonna round this off. So. Uh, but I wanted to ask you some <clears throat> mandatory questions. Um, surprise top five. Surprise top five of what? MCs albums, of all time. Albums, MCs, songs. Albums oh, of shit. MCs, well, MCs wait, of wait, which one? MCs? Is that what you're asking? I'm saying MCs. MCs. But it could be albums. It could be albums. Let's let's flip it up. Albums. Solo or group? Albums. <laughs> albums. Yeah. All right. I have to go with albums. Solo that, and group. Yeah. All right. I gotta put with. I gotta go with all together. I gotta go with albums that I've put like on every mixtape I've ever done for myself. Playlist, <laughs> I should say, not mixtape. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's definitely black on both sides. Most are you on, Are you on Spotify? No, okay. I probably am, but like I just right. listen to people. I don't make sure, anything. Sure. Up. Like my iTunes playlist is what I'm talking. Okay. <laughs> yeah. My burnt CDs. <laughs> Word. <laughs> so black on both sides. Black, black on deaf. both sides. Most okay. deaf is one, for sure. Um, Nas. Um, uh, Illmatic. Not, not not Illmatic. The second one. I am. I am. I am is a classic for me. Um, Beastie Boys. Hello Nasty is a classic uh-huh. for me. Um. What else do I have there? Uh, sh- uh, the Blueprint, Jay Z, is on there. Um, the first, mm. the first volume. Um, I want to say Thirty Six Chambers, but I'm kind of tired of that sometimes. I don't listen to it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of so like I've listened to it so much. Um, let's go. But with, is it still top five? I mean, I can c- it still be top five even though you have like Wait, a you said- chamber fatigue? You said black on both sides. Nah, you said Nas. Nas, it, Nas, Nas I am. I am. Uh, he said. Uh, Hello Blueprint, nasty. Blueprint Volume One. Hello nasty. Right. And I got one left. The last slot. Who do I give it to? Um, man, who do I? Oh, I gotta go. CNN War Report. Mm. So wait, did nice. Capone? Was Capone? Where was he from? Queensbridge. Queensbridge, okay. Yeah, Norrie's from So they Rock. linked. Uh, where was Tragedy from? Queensbridge. Everybody's from Queensbridge. Uh, uh, Nor- Akinelli. Norrie and Akinelli are, are from Left Rack. Akinelli. Just, yeah. just those twos? I just think, come on, I think, I think uh, Havoc is originally from Left Rack. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's dope. Let's see. That's, that's a dope top five. <laughs> yeah, those are, that's my top <laughs> those five. Are, yeah, those albums. are all. Yeah. There, there's, uh, there's hundreds of top fives that are all amazing. I'm sure. Exactly. I mean, because that gave me like, like your top five is like a couple generations after probably our top fives. Right. Right. Mm. And it no, but it was not a couple. My top fives are probably. What's your top five? No, because they're younger. younger Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like because, because, but I'm thinking like because you're 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 it was like right after high school for you. You know? For me, that was high, like high school. Oh, that yeah. was all in high school. That was high school. Okay. I didn't name any Biggie joints, but like to be honest, like you know, for me, a lot of Biggie stuff became classic after he passed. I mean, it was definitely like you know Biggie and Raekwon. 
were like big at the same time. Yeah. And then like I was a Wu Tang guy at that time. Oh, of course. Who, so I mean, like you know, I mean, I love Biggie, but it was like, you know, Purple Tape was just insane. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I but, mean, Biggie was just one person and could not possibly compete with the you know. Biggie was the, the mill of like amazing, you know, rhymes and verses that well, were coming was, out of Wu Tang. You know? It was one of those things where, like, going to a high school of art and design, it was all the boroughs, right? So, like, Queens dudes were like listening to Nas, yeah, and Wu Tang and Onyx. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> so then you had a uh, so Brooklyn dudes, solo shit. Brooklyn dudes were just shoving Biggie down your throat, like. But why weren't up, Brooklyn like, dudes also listening to Wu Tang? It was about Brook, like. Like you know, you know what I think. You know, if you ever hear stories about like Biggie making the mixtape and handing them out himself for free, like those were circulating everywhere. Yeah. So everyone that had it was making a copy and was promoting Big. Like, yo, this, this is what's up. So if you weren't from Brooklyn, like, I, I get it, I, whatever, right? <laughs> you know, like for because it was like the uptown dudes were listening yeah. to. Like uh, Big L, not even they were DJ. They, they were really into DJs. So like Ron G, it was like Ron G mixtapes. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. All about that. No, you know? for and We sure. had Clue and Queen, so we we're like, nah, we listen to DJ Clue. Nah, like mm-hmm. SNS. No, Ron G was dope then. Yeah, yeah. The Gbo. <laughs> yeah, Gbo the oh, pro. I, I came back to New York around the time uh, Capital Punishment came out. Oh yeah, okay. And um. Big pun, seeing he what big the, pun did the to the scene, city. Like, he stole the scene. Yeah, yeah. like that was a good three years of Terror Squad reign. That was a whirlwind. Up, yeah. up in that piece, you know. That was one of those dudes that when I saw the videos, I was like, "Damn, he's gonna something." Like he's <laughs> ill, but I was like, <laughs> "He's just gonna like as bad saying." But I was like, yeah. "That dude's gonna die." Like he yeah, he's just in the middle of that little riddle me this. Yeah, but I mean, he was like, he, he was blowing because you was, were waiting for the Latin rapper. You know, it sounds. I was never it sounds like, token. <laughs> I was no, never, no. I was never waiting I for was, the Latin rapper because I, I felt like I was. Yo, for like half of my childhood, dudes were like, "Yo, Kid Frost." I'm like, "I'm not Kid Frost." Yo, I got Kid Frost and the guy from Two Life Crew. Kid um, Frost was from the West Coast. That's how I know. far they had to reach. They had to go for the Latin rapper. Really That's hard. why we needed Big Pun. Yo. I was like, I could do without land rapper. They were just like, I could do without it. Like, I don't need it, you know. Ecuador. Oh where God. was where was uh, Pump Puerto Rico? Yeah, Puerto Rico. Uh, yeah, yeah. But um, they were from the Bronx. Those rapping, guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, uptown. That's what it was. Oh, I was so uptown funny. too when when that came you out. You were on the Upper not East uptown. Side, Upper West Side. I yeah, was but upper that's west not side. uptown. I mean, these dudes are from the Bronx. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're like past like. 150s. Yeah, like, I was yeah, I was yeah. at I was at the Goat Park. So when you started talking about Kenny Kenny Anderson, oh okay, Kenny Kenny Anderson, I'm thinking like, you know, Earl the Man of Goat yeah, yeah, Park yeah. and Kenny Anderson looked at the me. NBA players that they had you I know, ran come in, out of. I ran into Kenny Goat. Anderson, Mario Ellie, who Mario played for Ellie. the yeah, played yeah, for yeah. the Spurs, and yeah. Bobito's from that neighborhood. Oh as man, well. Bobito's crazy cool, yeah. man. That guy. Like I didn't really and, and, know. And George, my man, Curious George, who was one of the first Latin rappers. Oh right, right. He Curious, was cool. he was yeah. Cool. Um, he was cool. And who Cyper, came out? And, uh, who was brought out Cyper by Cyper Search Cyper. and all them? Yeah. Cypress Hill was, was cool my, too. My downstairs neighbor. For, oh nice. For a minute, and my roommate's best friend. Nice. You know, so shout out to Mikey Suarez. What up? Yo, I, Stand up, 120 West 97th. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What up? Yeah, I, I used to play basketball on on uh, 
East 14th Street, like after Cotty, work. What up? Back after work? Yeah, after Zakia, after like, like later records. on, like like I was working at the studio called Curious Pictures in uh on by oh, Lafayette. Yes. Wait, did you work on that Lugs commercial? I didn't, ah. but they had the print the printouts and stuff. That you was know? legend. That yeah, was no, legend. I, I worked Who at, worked on that? Where where did those dudes go? I don't know, man. But I know we're talking about an animated commercial for Lugs, which was as far as we knew, Eric Sermon's shoes. Yeah, um, they had the Funk Master Flex driver. Eric shoes. Sermon was <laughs> had his hands in a lot of things back in the day. Yeah. He was kind of like the Jay Z for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms yeah. Of, of of hood stuff, though. Like, of yeah. course, of hood yeah. stuff. That's all they rim, had, man. Rim shops, yeah. and, and like when rim shops, street. Shop, like street, street, <laughs> street yeah, the rim shop in Atlanta. I went to school in Atlanta, so uh, I was well acquainted with that. I mean, Pac was through there. Big, I yeah. mean, Big would come and do shows at the Homeboy. Cameron's um, spots. Cameron's now out here. He's an agent. Shout out to you, <laughs> Cam. And um, but he had a little spot that like Biggie and nice. Puffy and M- MJB when they came to Atlanta would be crazy. So it's just like that. Um, that whole time in in hip hop yeah. was just it was, it was so energetic and yeah. So fluid, and there was so much affluence yeah. that went around. What What's your lasting memory of that of that time period? I know you're on your grind. That time, that time period of like just that like, era in hip hop, yeah, like '96 to like man, '02. It was like there was. All right, so I'll put it this way: like I was into the art shit, and I was uh, starting to work. And, like, working in an industry where, like, you're kind of, like, the only hip-hop head around, mm. you kind of have, like, an ego about it. And mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, I'm fucking different. I'm doing this shit. I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. You guys are moving slow. I'm moving 100 miles an hour. Watch out, right? So, at the same time, the internet's kind of, like, jumping off. And I'm seeing, like, a lot of people doing stuff. So, I'm going to, like, you know, I'm going to, like, streetwear stores. And I'm seeing, like, or I'm seeing, no, not even streetwear. At that time, it was, like, I'd go into, like, I'd see Echo stuff, and mm-hmm. I'd see some of the graphics on his shit. I'd be like, man, what the fuck? I could do that shit, yeah, blah, 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 right, and this yeah, and that. Yeah. I'd go into, like, a toy store, and Michael Lau's got, like, the top shelf. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, this dude's in China fucking designing shit that's, like, what I draw in my black books. Like, So I'm kind of, like, like I'm hating a little bit because I'm like, man, these dudes are shining, doing stuff that I should be doing. But I'm in this animation world that's, like, behind the scenes. I'm a spoke in a wheel. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of trying to find my voice and see where I could pop off, right? So that leads me into like starting to pitch shows and getting my own things going on, right? Cool, cool. So that's just that whole era of like everybody was like, you know, everybody, like if right now, if you talk to the majority of graffiti dudes, so many people work for like Echo Magazine like, or Echo, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like something I missed yeah. at that time because I was doing other stuff. But it's just a lot of stuff was going on. A lot of like the streetwear companies that are known now started off in that era, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The triple five souls and like you know the 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 read spaces and all that stuff. Man. So triple it, five soul man, shout out to you. Yeah, <laughs> that was dope. Like that you was know a what? Dope to, label for to, a minute. Yeah, to, like, I hope up, it never comes back either. In well, a way, they like, sold it off to somebody. Yeah, they, yeah that's okay. like P and B. Like you know, but like those kind of things. Back, like it was it was one of those things pieces. that like I guess before like everyone had internet or whatever. Or before yeah. I had it at least. You pick up a magazine just for reference of style of like for your characters. You know, there was a triple five soul ad and it had most deaf in there with a fucking sidekick. Magazine pay- culture you know, was, was so fun in that yeah. era. Yeah. Yeah. So like print in general. So yeah, that was dope. You know, so yeah. So that's kind of just, you know, 
Mm-hmm. That's my it was it was, a, it was a time of growth for me and it kind of like very now you, inspiring. Now you got time. your own magazine though. That's pretty dope. My too. own magazine. Like but just by having a website, you know. Oh right 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 right. No, you don't though. You know what I mean? Like I mean, it's not the same, but you know, <laughs> you before like literally you had to like put the breadcrumbs together to find some shit. You know, you had to put the <laughs> the bread comes together to research yeah. somebody or you know talk to them. Yeah, that, so. no, that's true. You did. Yeah. You had to go out and find the thing, experience the people, walk through the door of the place where you were unwelcome and different in order to find out about yeah. it. You couldn't just watch from afar on a thing and right. then just like pretend have an, have an opinion. <laughs> yeah. Everybody got a fucking opinion. Yeah, you had like, to literally go mix it up. We're part of the problem. We got. Yeah, I got nah. opinions. Fuck For it. sure. Like, I just remember seeing, like, um, I had a friend, uh, my friend Two Fly. She's, like, a big artist now. But we went to school together, and she was a graphic design major. We're riding a train home one time. Shout out to Two Fly. Can Two Fly come on the pod? She's in, she's, she'll be, she goes back and forth between Ecuador and New York. So I don't know if she'll, but whenever she's in town, I'll definitely holler. Um, we need some more ladies on on some hip hop shit. Have you had <laughs> any? Have you had Hard any blade. ladies? Hold on a no, second. No, I've been looking more, for ladies. You said more too. ladies for a second. So. <laughs> That's more. That is. Let's that get is a lady. Correct. Let's get yeah. at least a lady. So like back back I'm, in. I'm the... not gonna start down talking like fucking my own podcast, man. Okay, I've been looking for ladies. I'm I'm asking in all the wrong homies. places. Yeah. No, no, no. no Just the hip hop like. So we can have an elevated conversation. I got a couple sure. that I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll tell you their name. I'll hook you up and you can see. Okay. Check out their links and stuff. Nice. Um. But uh. But yeah. So two fly one time after after like we were already going to college. SVA okay. heading back to Queens. She showed me like this brochure, like a, a catalog thing that she was working on in class. It was like a, a three panel sort of sort of foldable kind of like brochure thing mm-hmm. of her designs, her website, everything she does. And I was like, you know, I'm. I'm in animation, so I'm just drawing cartoons and filming pencil tests. And I'm like, what's that about? And she was like, oh, it's a promo thing we're doing in school. And what you do is you do this, this, and that. And then you look up the magazines that you want to work at, that you like, that you really, you know, read or whatever. And you look for the art editor. And then there's an address there. And then you holler at them. You just go, you send them this shit. And then if they like it, they holler back. And I was like, that was. I was like, oh, shit, that's crazy. Ding, like that, ding, ding. And so, yo, <laughs> I started going to newsstands. And, like, I got a couple of jobs, like, quick little jobs from it. But I started doing that, too. And I was, like, the only animator, like, in my school doing it because I had just had friends that were doing other things, like, you know, all the time. So you studied animation at, at SVA? Yeah. Um, did you have exposure to animation while you were at Art and Design? Um, not really. I was doing film stuff in Art and Design. Like I started doing like film media and stuff, and that's because like I did was, you shoot videos? We did. We <laughs> we did like like stupid stuff. Like yo, let's reshoot the Illmatic video. Let's go to like back then. I don't even think it was called um, Five Points, but it was it was in front of that building. Uh-huh. Fun then. Factory. Yeah, like back in like this is like ninety four. Yeah, before it was Five Points, it was called the Fun Factory. Yeah, so we yeah. were down there in Long Island City just doing that. But uh, yeah, I got it because I was like, yo, you could get a camera. And we got passes to leave school, so right, <laughs> like we right. were gone you got to the go whole day. Do something. Yeah, so uh, we did that, uh, and then kind of was your whole family happy that you got into like art school, or was the family like, oh, no, nah, they were cool with it because um, I had a couple really good things going for me. Um, one was 
Um, my pops had two jobs, and his night job was he was a janitor at BMCC and uh, down by Tribeca. So one of his jobs was that he would clean up, um, like the art classes, like the 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 life drawing rooms and all that stuff. So at the end of the semester, he would bring me back whatever art materials that were left over. But because art was actually something that was in a college, he saw it as something respectable. Mm. So he was always. He, he, I felt like he always had it co-signed, mm. you know, That's because cool. of that. And like because I had an uncle who was also like did some art stuff and he would do gigs. So my father always thought it was something that could lead to something else. So he never blocked me on that. And I had, you know, I had an older brother that was getting in so much trouble mm-hmm. that they were just like, keep doing this shit that keeps you out of trouble. Like, right. You know, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so they were cool with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's no. stuff. That's, yeah. yeah. Keep it. That's great to have that support, you know, I mean, in whatever form it might yeah, take. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? It's just, For sure. It's, it's beautiful. So yeah. um, what else can we tell the people? Yeah, what, what's what, next? Yeah. Besides, so you're painting at Comic-Con. I'm painting at Comic-Con. I'm trying to set up a, trying to get a show, like a solo show in L.A. because I haven't done that yet. I hollered at uh, oh, you might, this uh, one space. Yeah, self? Yeah. I hollered at this one space, and I'm trying to see if they holler back. Okay. Got to talk to that guy. But um, I have... Shoot, I have um, this weekend on Saturday, there's this place called uh, Meet Greet on Christie Street in New York City. Okay. So they took like these uh, old warehouse spaces and they made them like really kind of like look like cool hotel kind of lounges. So they have these lights set up. They, they decorate them with artwork and everything. And they have these lamps where like you could put like uh, – like toys and stuff like that and they're kind of like special lights that don't mess up the toys mm-hmm. well anyway there's a person curating that space and they asked me to contribute uh some pieces for it so i'm gonna be part of that installation sort of exhibition but i'm not there but that's going on on saturday uh tomorrow and then i have a show in burbank oh. tomorrow night at an art gallery called little labs that just opened up and that's show. The, the, what's going on in New York City is called Christie's. It's called Meet at Christie's. Meet at Christie's. Is it? it that's a only a one night yes. situation. No, uh, the reception, the the meet greet event that I'm supposed to be at, but I will not be at. You will not be is, meeting nor uh, greeting. I will not be. <laughs> but the other two artists will be, and that's tomorrow. The reception. And there's gonna be like wine and kind of like a little party, and then it the, the stuff just stays there at the nice. space. Okay, and it's okay. one of those so, spaces yeah. where so, like people just could just say if you're like we're taping this on a Friday, it's you so know, people might be released. So yeah. you could um, give us the address, and when the July podcast 15th. gets posted, it'll yeah, yeah, go yeah. in there. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Because I'm kind of all over. Time. I haven't been paying too much attention with the the promo of it all because I'm like I said, I'm not gonna be there. So it's yeah. just one of those things right. that's so. happening and. But yeah, I have that going on. Then tomorrow night, Saturday night, is uh, I'm in a group show in Burbank at this small gallery called Little Labs that just opened up. It's a couple of friends of mine that opened a space up, and I'm contributing a piece to their new group show. Nice. So I did that, and then upcoming next is just kind of like trying to uh, get ready for this mural at San Diego Comic Con, and. Uh, yeah, just take yeah. it from there. No and I was, you gonna, know, busy yeah. at work. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful, man. Well, I mean, that's really nice to hear. You fucking working on seven different levels. And that's <laughs> yeah. awesome, you man. Not really game. is. Yeah. So yeah. just fucking keep it up, man. Respect for coming on. 
Thanks, I'm glad man. you were able to catch a couple of the episodes. I did. I yeah. caught a bunch of them. Yeah. Shout out to you know, shout outs to the Mad Twins. I've known those guys for a little while now, and they always show love. Twins and when I, yo, when I first saw Blockheads, I was hating. I was like, what? Oh, come on. I was hating because it was dope, you know? Because I was, come on, man. Like, you want to be the dude that pops off with something no, like that. So when it okay. came out, I was like, yo, that shit is dope. And it's like real, like real graffiti in it and like just the way the characters were moving. And I was just like, man, like, and then the toy came out. I was like, of course he's got a Carhartt jacket, man. Like, you know what I mean? I was like hating on it. I was like, all right. Because, you know, the stuff you, the stuff that really gets to you is the stuff that you wish you would have came up with. Yes. You know what I mean? It's yes. like, then you see it. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. Damn. But, yeah. That's good, But man. I loved it. Like, you know, I loved it. We, we, we need you on the squad, man. <laughs> come on. Yeah, careful, so, careful. You know, so Mad Twins. <laughs> we need you on the squid odd. <laughs> Let's build this. Yeah, so. Yeah. And fucking take shit over. <laughs> yeah, no. Word. Um, anyway, all ad agencies, you know, brush off them checkbooks, man. Let's get busy, man. We will murder. I heard the podcast. I listened to a lot of the pa- podcast. It's good, man. Actually. I mean, I don't, I don't know that there's that much out there that hits the cross section, you know, that we're hitting. And, you know, I'm sure there will be next week. But um, it's been a lot no, of fun. No, there's not going to be yeah. for a while. Yeah. No, it, I, I, I think that you're right. I think yeah. that it's uh, it's uh, voices that you don't hear. You, It's, it's artists. Work that you and see, we have fucking King T speaking. on. Did you hear that shit? I didn't see that one. I oh see, man, I didn't you hear gotta that listen one, yeah. to that one. I mean, that's some OG West Coast shit. You know, have being so East Coast centric. You yeah. know, we knew that we were the number two city, but still, <laughs> we had the palm trees, <laughs> and we had we had the six fours, the six Yo, what deuces. Did, what did you think of? Like, I heard <laughs> when you guys, tops. I heard you guys when you guys were talking about um, premiering uh, Blockheads. At uh, was it Harvard? Yes, in front so, of yeah, and it was like before Dope, but in front of Dope, yeah, yeah. So what did you guys think of Dope? Because I saw, I'm, I'm just curious, like, because I I tripped out, I saw it, and I was like, yo, this shit is crazy because like, the music was like East Coast and the movie was like West Coast, uh-huh. and like I kind of yeah. dug it. There were certain things that I kind of didn't, but overall, right. I like the tone of it. I guess it's what like, I I thought um I thought. Filmmaker Rick Fumayima, I think. Um, Fumayima. <laughs> just go, just Rick. go, just go ahead with your uh, Rick. You know, with your he killed it. Critique. He he had uh, done the movie um, before in Inglewood, um, and this was like kind of the next generation. Yeah. And so I thought he killed it. It reminded me of um, like Rock and Rolla or. You know, one of those heist movies, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, but just put in a totally different milieu, yeah. which made it dope. And fucking ASAP killed that shit, man. ASAP is a slept-on talent. Yeah. Um, I think acting-wise, um, but it's fine. Did you relate to the movie, like being from out here, or, yeah. no? or was it like I too mean, young? Like the kids were too young. The or? kids were a little bit younger, and uh, you know, because I wasn't really that much of the internet generation you know what i mean that they were but uh it was fun i thought it was fun and the whole nerd part of it i related to yeah and the inglewood part of it i kind of grew up so much adjacent to inglewood lived in inglewood you know when i was like 
back from summers in college and shit like that. Yeah. So I just there were a series of connections. They actually filmed it in Inglewood and and and, yeah, yeah. and Rick having done the wood, you know, there yeah. before. I thought was. I thought that all tied in, and I was real skeptical about ASAP being able to pull it off, being an East Coast guy yeah. and then having this West Coast role. But I thought the movie was was really fun. I thought it broke new ground, and we just need more, you know, yeah. in the marketplace. So it's not just like, you know, a one every every time. Yeah. But I really liked that it was it was a completely original story. You can take it, you can run with it. And put different perspective. Uh, Puffy's son. Puffy's son is low key a star. That's crazy. What's he doing? Like people have. That's like that's uh, how people are sleeping on Puffy's kid. That's like I'll be Shore's son, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Oh, yeah, adopted, yeah, right, right. It's, it's, Puffy's it's, adopted son. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, maybe that doesn't. You know. But wait, come again. The, the Puffy explain stepson, this to me. Okay, Puffy and Albie Shore had a baby. Had a baby, <laughs> sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, they both had. They both had um, a baby mother, oh, Misa Hilton Brim, who was dope. Who was like involved in the whole yeah. uh, magazine scene that we're talking about. Um, she a oh, uh, dope boy. talent on her own. And their son, Albie Shore and Misa's son, is the, is is one of the supporting characters in Dope and has a hilarious Puffy sort role. of adopted And him. he's, okay, he, Puffy's he didn't kind of legally adopted, adopted, him. adopted no, right, no, child. Yeah, no, he's his stepson. Right. Uh, for a so period he, married. Looks, he looks just like yeah. Albie Shore. He, he looks like, just, <laughs> yeah, he looks like <laughs> Albie Shore. Like, he's a good-looking kid. And he, he killed it. Like, he he's a good actor, too. So that's exciting. This is kind of exciting to see. I dug it, man. I really like you said, it. it's like, it's like going to an art um, show and getting inspired and like yeah. wanting to do your shit. You yeah, know what I yeah, mean? for sure. That much more. Like you definitely walk out of the movie with that if you're I felt a creative like, person. I felt like that was the first West Coast movie that I saw mm-hmm. that I could relate to because I live out here now. Okay. And I was just kind of like, oh shit, yeah. Like I could, mm-hmm. I could see that. Like I mm-hmm. could. But mm-hmm. for you're from New York, you watch something like that. It's kind of foreign. You're like palm trees, and yeah. you're like I don't get this, but yeah, like, right. I got it because just the way the streets work and how. <laughs> You know, I don't buy that they were riding bikes everywhere. Cause I don't see nobody do that. You know, so and vinyl and yeah. yeah. I mean, but the whole shit, Ladera, like I used, you know, it's, yeah. it's just like that. It definitely does strike a bell. That was cool that they, yeah. you know, they showed that with with uh, blockheads. You know? uh, okay, yeah, it was really cool. a Paramount Theater. Shout out to the Paramount Theater in Boston. Yes. And um, before we get any more long winded, we just gonna thank um, <laughs> our guests. <laughs> Word. Thank Kano, you. Thanks for uh, having yeah, me. Maybe to be continued, man. Yeah, for sure. Left Rack's finest. <laughs> Word. By way of Burbank. By way of Burbank. Burbank is a shit on the low. Uh, I can't. It kind of is really on the low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To me, uh, yeah. It's, yeah it's, no, it's I cool. mean, how? What? It, how is it though? Really? It's cool. I mean, like I. You know, like, I just work all the time, yeah. like, on my own stuff. But it's cool. Like, the pocket where my studio, where my little art studio's at, that's getting really nice now. And, like, right. you know, there's a big sneaker store that just opened, and those kids are, like, really doing big things. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a spot called um, the Mag Park. And, like, it's kind of sort of like a flight club on steroids kind of thing. Like, that Ben Baller dude's always over there flossing or whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, um, so there's like, they're Shots. they're big. That, that like, there'll be like a Saturday morning when I'm at my studio and I'll hear like crowds of girls going crazy and they have like meet and greets with like 
Instagram model type mm-hmm. celebrity kids, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a whole different hustle. Sure. That yeah, of course. So Do it's course. like they get free, you know, whatever. I don't want to say anything, but you know how that goes. Yeah. 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 So it's, you know, but it's cool because that whole... Culture a- happening, basically. Yeah, and that whole, sounds like. that whole area is getting, like, younger mm-hmm. and cooler as... You know, there's a lot of just like antiquing around there, and that shit's right. all changing now. Yeah. Right. So it's pretty cool. It you seemed know? pretty chill. I visited you out there, and I thought, you know. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. It was chill. Shout out to Burbank. Burbank. I worked there the first. Home of fucking six, Bob Hope, the bitches. First, <laughs> the first what? six months of. Bob uh, Hope in this The bitch. first six months okay. I, I was in Los Angeles. I worked And in free parking. For six months? What? It was super hot. I worked at Disney. Oh, yeah, because it it's the so valley. It was so hot. Yeah, it's really hot. <laughs> I was hot like in dying. Yeah. I would get in my car and like take a breath and feel like I was inside an oven. But yeah. All, it, was, it was crazy hot. All the camera houses are out there. Dude, and every, Burbank, I feel like everything yeah. Well, the land is a little bit cheaper, you know. I mean, it was. Not houses. Houses aren't. Yeah, for like those. It was. It was. Yeah. It was. That's why. I mean, these people basically built that area. Mm-hmm. You know, Warner Brothers, right. Disney, and houses grew up around those. Yeah. It's me, little <laughs> post production places. For me, it's dope because sound. For me, it's dope because I have. Friends that work in all the studios. So yeah. like one day I'm like, plus all animation. I mean, yeah, fucking like, DreamWorks is. That's what I'm saying. Like there. one day I'll be yeah. like there for lunch, and next day I'll be at Disney. It's sort of like it's easy to find out what everyone's doing True. or what projects are happening. You know, so it, it's it's like yeah, it's like a hub of just everything. It's where it's fucking pretty much Toontown. Is what it is. Right. <laughs> it's like a real life Toontown. <laughs> Exactly. That's where stuff gets made. Well, that's what's up. We're going to leave it there. There it is. Cool. Kano Kid. All right, man. Respect. (laughs) 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 This episode of On Some Hip Hop Shit was produced by Brandon Schultz and Adam Silverstein, engineered by Mason Booker, and recorded at the Meltcast Podcast Studios, Hollywood, California. They got street legends. Our theme was produced by King Smo of the Animal Crackers. And a special thanks Francisco, Gaston, Mark, and Mike Davis. Artwork by Self Uno. Tweet to us at our brand new handle, at on some hip hop shit. And that is what's up. <laughs>